This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Trade deadline is approaching. We're recording this inside a week, actually, ahead of the NBA trade trade deadline. But the news that we got is the Rockets trading Victor Oladipo's contract and a trio of second round picks to the Memphis Grizzlies to acquire center Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams has been in the league about a decade now, I believe. And uh, most recently with the Memphis Grizzlies is injured. Um, not going to play this year, but is now a Houston Rocket. Um, it appears that they intend on having him be their backup center next year when he is healthy. Uh, they give up three second-round picks and uh, offload Victor Oladipo's contract to do it. Adam Spillane, I will let you have the floor. What do you make of this deal? Yeah, it's about next season. It's about adding some physicality uh, to next year's team. Uh, I think physicality has been something that has been lacking um, I, I think that Ime Udoka has made that pretty clear that they need to be more physical. And so Adams is that type of player. Uh, this doesn't this doesn't like preclude them from doing other things at the deadline that could maybe help this year's team. Uh, they still have contracts that can make that happen. They really don't give up much. They give up a few second round picks again, second round picks you can buy. And so, you know, those they're a dime a dozen. At this point, the Rockets still, I think, have five second-round picks that they have that they can... they are for. Not to cut you off, they are for making trades like this, essentially. Yeah, right? I, yeah, that's ex- picks. yeah. That that is exactly what second-round picks are for. I, I'd have to go look, but I bet if you look at like the last five years, the teams that actually make their actual second-round pick, I bet it's like ten percent of the second-round picks actually. Like all these second-round picks are getting traded. That's just how it is right now in the league. They are like pennies at this point. Um, so that's not that big a deal. Um, it's if Adams is healthy next year, which is a big if, I mean, this is a guy who has missed a lot of time over the course of his career. He has not played in over a year. Uh, he, he sprained his PCL posterior cruciate ligament in his knee uh, at the, in January of last year, he missed the rest of the season. He tried to rehab it without surgery. That didn't work. So he underwent surgery in October. That's why he was ruled out for the rest of this season. The Grizzlies said, though, that they thought that he would make a full recovery from that. But again, the Rockets won't be relying on Adams to play some major role next season when he is healthy. Like, it's one of those where he's going to be a backup. And I'm sure there will be nights where he does not play at all. But in the right matchups, he'll be important. Like you saw the other night against New Orleans, they really could have used somebody like that. Uh, he's a $12.6 million expiring contract next season. So for whatever reason, if he's not healthy, then you do at least have the contract that you can trade to make something, uh, to make something up. So it's, it's basically a, it's a no lose type situation with the trade. You're trading somebody in Oladipo who hasn't even been with you this season, who was never going to play for you. Who's a free agent at the end of the year. So you add some salary for next year. You add a guy who I think will help them. I know just talking to Dylan Brooks at shoot around about an hour ago, he's really excited about what 
uh, Stephen Adams can bring. And those two played together in Memphis, and they've already been talking. Uh, so uh, he's a a great teammate. I think was the other point that Brooks made. Really smart guy. Been around the league for a long time. So I think that ultimately it's a very low risk type trade, and I think that it will probably help them at the end of the day. But if for whatever reason it doesn't work out, you know, whatever, you're out three second round picks. Yeah, I, I'm with you there in terms of the evaluation of the trade. I have no criticisms of the trade on its face, like the just on its face value. I think it's fine. The the picks that you gave up make sense for in the contract, like all of it, the math of it made sense. The motivation for it made sense. I don't have any problem with the trade itself. The only thing that I look at it and say, and you, you made this earlier point about it not precluding you from doing other things, making other moves. I, I just kind of shrugged my shoulders and said, okay, so what's next? You know, like, like, what are you, what are you, so what are you actually doing? You know, like what's, what's your actual aggressive move? Cause I know you saw the report uh, from our friend Kelly Eco and the athletic uh, Kelly Eco and others at the athletic about them being the aggressive and, and star hunting and, and wanting to do all of these different things. Uh, you know, that, that, that's out there and we understand that they are uh, aggressive and the goals have changed and, and, and all those sort of things for the Rockets. So, my immediate reaction was like, okay, this is not the move. This is not the thing that they're trying to do. So, so what, what do you think about like, at least as far as what's coming next, this report from, from Kelly and his colleagues about them, them star hunting. What do you feel like is, or are some of the, the next moves? I know he, he reported in there that Mikhail Bridges is, is somebody that might be off the table because the Nets prioritize him. Um, obviously, we know that they still have a priority a backup center for this year. Um, they want a ball handler. Malcolm Brogdon's name was thrown out there in that piece. What direction do you see the Rockets going in with the trade deadline less than a week away? I mean, I'm sure they'll do something. But in terms of like star hunting, that's probably out. Um, in terms of somebody like Malcolm Brogdon, that is probably out. I mean, you just don't have the salaries that you can match up. I mean, that was one of the things about Oladipo was that that was a $9 million salary that you could stack on the Landell $8 million. And then you've got a couple other contracts out there that maybe you can make some use of. And that's probably not going to happen anymore. So I, I think that there is probably something small that they can do. I wouldn't be surprised to see them subtract from their roster. Like they've got a log jam at the wings. Uh, Jay Sean Tate is a, a guy that has drawn interest from a couple of contenders in both Phoenix and Boston. I mean, that's a, if you, for all the people worried about second round picks, you could probably get a couple second round picks for Jay Sean Tate. And then that alleviates the, a little bit of the log jam that you have um, for whenever Tari Eason comes back, which could be next week. And you've kind of seen, you know, when Tari Eason was playing, Cam Whitmore was not, I think that they would still like to have minutes for Cam Whitmore. Um, you know, you can't have minutes for everybody. So that's the type of move that I see them making is not, it's more so something small. Maybe you add another backup center from somewhere around the league, a smaller contract, that sort of deal. And then maybe you subtract from the current rotation to try and alleviate the logjam that you have at the wing position. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, 
turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, I, I say in terms of addressing the backup center issue like for this year, go sign Bismack. Has Bismack Biombo signed yet? Is he still a free agent? No, but the, the other thing with that, and somebody brought this up to me the other day, like they could go and they could go trade for a backup center. It doesn't mean Ime Udoka is going to play that guy. I, I think that Ime Udoka has shown how much faith that he has in Jeff Green. And so, like, you can give me backup center X from who's a free agent or who's, you know, Andre Drummond or somebody like that. And in all likelihood, Jeff Green's still going to get minutes at the five. That's just how Ime Udoka is going to do it. Um, I think that Jeff Green has had his moment certainly this year. Uh, Obviously, physically, he's not, you know, the type of, you know, he's not going to be the most physical guy in the world. And I think that they, at least Udoka believes that he's going to shoot the ball better than he has at least in the last month or so. So we can talk about them wanting to get a backup center, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that guy's going to get minutes. I mean, they signed a backup center over the summer and he doesn't play. So it's all about who the coach actually wants to play. So at the end of the day, he's the one, who makes that call. So I, I can certainly see them making some sort of a move to give themselves some options, but I just, I don't see anything big upon the horizon. So, so I guess, and so it seems like the takeaway from the Steven Adams trade is that it is a sensible, and I think we agree on this. It is a sensible trade that does not preclude that. That is about the more of the long-term than it is the short-term. So more of a long-term play than a short-term play does not preclude them from making some sort of marginal short-term play, but does take away this idea that they were going to go star hunting, that they were going to take the Oladipo contract, the Landale contract, maybe one of the young players, and try to go get a star. Like, like, the, the, like the idea that they had lofty expectations at the trade deadline is probably one that that you probably put aside at this point. Yeah, but I, I think that was always going to be the case. Like, who are the stars that get traded at the trade deadline? Like you look. Well, that's last- a, that, well. You know what? I I was going to actually make this point. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what's interesting to me about this trade deadline, sort of overall, and then like overall larger picture of this trade deadline, and then specifically how it applies to the Rockets. Like the stars that get dealt at the trade da- deadline, or stars that that do get dealt, don't necessarily get dealt every year. Like it's not like every year stars get dealt. Like if this was last year, except for James Harden, well, except for James Harden, which you know we, I guess we've been down that road in free agency, right? Yes. That would that now that would be a hell of a story if they traded for James Harden in the summer in which they decided that they didn't want him. But but either way, like think about it. They this was just let's say they did want to go star hunting, right? They did want to do this. This was the wrong sort of season or trade deadline to do that because of the point you just made. The, the star that we're talking about isn't really out there. Like, and star is a relative term. Like, I, we could all disagree on who what we think a star is, but generally speaking, there aren't really any stars out there that seem to be available. Like, because we're, we're on the Zach Levine, Demar Derozan scale of, you know what I mean? Like, the 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 big names that are out there are not really what we would I, I think classify as true stars, even if they're you know really good players. So, like, the Kevin Durant is not out there. 
the Kyrie Irving is not out there when in other years and in certain years that guy is out there. So I just I think it's a timing thing that's kind of interesting for the Rockets that this isn't necessarily the year to be hunting for stars. No, and and I think that what the athletic reported made it pretty clear that they weren't like going to trade any of their real assets. You know, they, they weren't going to trade any of the any of the high draft picks. They weren't going to trade uh I don't I don't think they were going to trade the Brooklyn pick that looks like it's going to fall in the lottery this year. So I just, I don't think that they were all that willing to give up a whole lot. And that's, you know, that's, that's fine. Like, I, I don't think that they, as, as we sit here on February 2nd, 2024, that they need to do anything big, like get some more information on the guys that you have, like use these last 35 games or whatever they have left 37 games, maybe no, I think it's 35. Use these last 35 games to get a, a better understanding of what you have with the guy, you know, what, what you have with this roster under this coaching staff. So I, I just, I, 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 again, I see them doing stuff around the margins, which is probably the right way to go for a team that right now is in 11th place in the West and has an opportunity to probably to maybe play their way into the plane. You know, they're, it's not like Utah is playing well right now. You know, the Lakers stole a win last night in Boston, but like they've got a chance to be in the playing tournament, but you know, don't do anything to try to get into the top eight or whatever, that's going to hurt you down the road. So use these last 35 games to get some information on the guys that you have. And then you have a better understanding of what you want to do moving forward this summer. 